Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. Like a more informal start, and it seems yep. to be working for me so far. Cool. So, anyway. I like it. I like informal. I like informal. That's Aye, me. that's that's my jam. That's how we roll. My jam. I love <laughs> it. I love it. <laughs> so I will say that I am speaking to Murray McMillan through the wonders of the internet. Yep, where we all seem to be doing everything these days. My life has turned into a thing of uh, Zoom calls, um, all that kind of stuff. Everything's just based around that now. It really is. It's weird. And actually, when I started the podcast, a few people had asked if I could do this remotely. Uh-huh. And I was dead against it. I was like, no, I want to see you in real life. I want to sit across the table from your mum. The internet enough as it is. Yep. But if I want the podcast to continue, I've had to embrace. Exactly. Because that's what we were going to do initially. We were going to meet up and stuff. But um, yeah. yeah, it's just kind of worked out differently. So, hey ho, here now. We're here. And you're in sunny Gurik? Yes, it's very sunny today, actually. Um, do you know Gurik? Or... I don't know it very well, um, but I've been a few times. I'll give I'll I'll you a quick rundown. There's lots of water, there's lots of pubs, a few kebab shops. Um, <laughs> that's about it, really. But aye, it's a good place to live. I've lived here um, ever since I was a wee boy. Um, and we are lucky with our house that we get to look out onto the water. So get to see the water every day. So I'm currently looking out onto the Clyde, which is very empty at the moment because mm. of everything that's going on. And across to Dunoon right. uh, and Craigan and stuff. So, yeah, we're lucky to have a view we have. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen some beautiful photographs that you've taken of the view I from your house. I think people get a bit sick of those photographs. I'm like, God, another photo of a sunset. I'm it in my Hey-ho, hey-ho. <laughs> There's always somebody that's not seen it, so there you go. So, I know that you um, you wear many hats, Murray. Yes. I know that you... <laughs> Um, I did I did mention photography there, yep. but I know that you are also a firefighter and yes. you're a dad yes. and you're a husband. Yes, and not not always in that order. Not always in that order. <laughs> <laughs> what order do you want? Do you want like Tuesday's order or do you want like Wednesday? Well, this is Tuesday and you're a podcaster today. <laughs> I know. So, so Tuesday today, um, I'm not um, doing any firefighting at all at the moment because I'm off on annual leave mm. um, until next next Monday. So, yeah, uh, mainly life for the last uh, week, week and a half, another week so, is basically just, you know, getting through all this as much as we can. Luckily, the weather's been great. Kids have been great. But, um, yeah, I, it's, a, it's a busy time, even though... It's not that busy, do you know yeah, what I mean? Of course, I Well, it's that life goes on and you have to yeah. be able to adapt to all the changes that have been made for us and keep yeah. your wee people interested and exactly, <laughs> occupied. Exactly. That's what, that's what six, six, weeks are, six weeks of lockdown, is it now, as we record this? It really so, is. Uh, and like as someone who isn't able to work on lockdown, um, this podcast is definitely keeping me connected and creative and productive, which is quite nice. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. I've kind of, I've kind of went that way myself. I was listening to your podcast before um, all of this started as well, and I've, I've started picking up more and more of them. I used to listen to tons of music, but I think because um, you're not getting that chat. Like yeah. my wife, my wife, my wife comes in from work at five o'clock. I'm like, give me some adult chat. I need some adult <laughs> chat. Kids, kids, and they're both great kids, and they're no hassle, and they've adapted so well to this. But 
Die, 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 I'm changing my name. I'm changing my name. I'm like, I'm like, what? What is it? What is it? Oh, sorry, darling. But yeah, they've been good. They've been good. I love it. So when do you when do you get to put on your photography hat? Is that something that you just always have to hand? I <laughs> so I've been I've been into photos since I was a little boy. Um, I'm 47 this year, um, and my mum and dad, when we went away on holiday, would always have a camera. But it was always like you know the old spools, and you would you would take the photo and then you would wind it on to the next shot. Yeah. And I don't know if my I don't know if my dad just couldn't be bothered eventually, but he just used to give me give me the camera and off I would go. And when we came back from holiday and took them at the Photoshop, you get your spools back. Right. Check out sp- check out spools, kids, um, on the on the internet. You used to have to wait on your photos, um, and it would come it would come back, and you would uh, you would have some good photos there. So it's just always something I've been into. And then maybe in the last five six years, it's kind of started to get a bit more serious. Started doing a lot of music photography. I love going to gigs. I uh, had a friend a friend who kind of got me a foot in the door. Uh, into those kind of things and eventually with social media people seeing it online somebody went yeah do you want to do my wedding and I was like eh, I, I love it I love weddings who doesn't love going to a wedding and I was like go to a wedding and get paid for it so I um I it's good so I've been doing that maybe the last five six years where I've actually been starting to make not not a lot of money off it but enough to feed the habit of um gas do you know what gas is Lisa gas uh, gear, gear acquisition syndrome as photographers right. will oh, refer wow. to it. Okay, this, so is not a, this is not a phrase that I am aware of, right? Tell, do tell. So it's basically like, you know, you're into cameras, you love cameras, you love gear, mm. you love... I'm a bit of a geek for this kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> so I, it's like, Alison will say to me, is that a new lens, Murray? And I'll be like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Because they all look, they all look the same. Lenses are all usually kind of black metal things, you know, and you can get away with that. Mm-hmm. I like not like a new pair of trainers or shoes where you're like, I definitely haven't seen them before. I'm bad. I'm bad for that as well. I'm bad, for, right, trainer, okay. bad for trainers. You had to go there with that. Didn't you? <laughs> I'm a bit of a bit of a an Adidas boy. Obviously, other brands are, other brands are available, but um, yeah, I've got many a pair. Um, shall we say? Um, so yeah, so gear, gear acquisition syndrome can obviously. Going to trainer acquisition syndrome. I think even it's even worse lately as well. There's so much stuff coming out now, and there's so much time, and you're on the internet, and you're going, "Oh, I wonder if I could afford that." Probably the reason why I haven't bought a drone yet is because I couldn't get away with a drone because Alison would be like, "No, that is new. This thing going over the top of the over the top of your head." You would get sussed out pretty quick with that one. <laughs> Aye, so I haven't I haven't bought much lately much mm. so there you go and like that's the thing about you know, photography I guess like it, you know it's one thing you're saying you know you've always been fascinated with photographs and taking them but then to yes. make the leap you know and obviously you were saying initially it was a hobby and it has turned into something a bit more than that but it is taking the leap in terms of like what you know where do you start what camera do you buy um, yeah. you know, and I've spoken to other photographers and they've obviously had various routes into photography and to Simon yeah. Murphy, the photographer, and he was saying like his first camera he bought it at uh, like a, a cash converter shop. So, uh, is it a Fuji camera that you use? I, I shoot with I shoot with um, Fuji film cameras at the moment. Yeah, um, I'm a bit of a fanboy for them. Right. Um, I absolutely love their gear. The cameras are just so nice to use. They're quite small as well. You can pick them up. They make they just kind of make you want to shoot with mm. them. A camera. If, you, if you're not going to pick it up and use it, you're not going to get any photos with it. And, 
I just don't like taking photos with iPhones or phones or anything like that. It just doesn't feel right to me. So, right, so the cameras are really nice. Um, great company mm. as well. They, they really look after their users. And I've met so many friends through the kind of online community that Fujifilm have got as well. There's um, podcasts, there's, you know, Facebook groups and stuff. And again, through all of this as well, I guess that's kind of adult chat as well because you're like, there's a lot of people going through the same thing. I'm lucky. Obviously, I've got my other job. But, you know, a photographer is, for all intents and purposes, a solo job. And it's meant to be lots of hours sitting at the computer and you're not getting out of the house. Um, there's a big community around that, which has been really, really helpful, yeah. It's interesting you say that because that has come up a few times. Like, obviously, you know, whatever anyone's passion is, yep. it, it does involve other people to a certain extent, but there'll be moments where you yeah. are just like solitary sitting at the, yeah. the computer and you know studying your images and trying to I, I guess you must take about a million photographs like I'm thinking you know for instance like a wedding like where do you even begin uh, so I, I for weddings for me I really like to like get to know the couple before it so I'll maybe do like oh god this is just the norm now this is what we all what we used to do hmm. but I used to do like uh, Skype calls FaceTime calls I send them a Q&A before we do that. And if we can't do that, then we'll obviously go and we'll meet up as well. I always like to kind of get on with people as much as I can um, because I think that that gives them a lot of trust mm-hmm. in me for the day as well. We'll meet up. Um, usually it's like a pre-wedding shoot and most people are like, oh, no, I don't want one. I don't want one. I'm too nervous. I can't get... I hate getting my photo taken. I hate this. I hate that. And we go and maybe I'll meet them and we'll go and have a beer maybe. And then once they've kind of, you know, they've got to know you a bit, let's go 15 20 minutes um it's done they get some nice photos at the end of it and they think you know what it's actually not that bad yeah. then when it comes to the wedding day they're already used to you so when you turn up for me i'm very i just photograph as it happens i don't tend to get involved too much it's more documentary led mm. which loads of people are doing just now but if it was you i'd turn up in the morning i'd say hi lisa just do what you're doing and i'll sneak about in the background Sneak isn't the nicest word. That sounds like I'm kind of like, oh, she's over there. I'm over here. She can't see me. Oh, blend into stuff. the background. <laughs> you know, so the, the cameras, the cameras are really small and silent as well. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it used to be back in the day where camera would have a big massive lens on it, and when you took the photo, everybody would know you were there. And the last thing for me, when I always say this to couples, is that when I give them their photos at the end of it, I want them to think, oh, do you remember when that happened? Or oh, I didn't see that happen, not, do you remember Murray made this happen or do you remember mm. Murray got us all to do this and all that thing because these photos are going to be passed down from, you know, for, to their kids, to their kids. I mean, I've still got my mum and dad's wedding photos and obviously they're not done in digital cameras, but we take more photos than ever now. But for me, I think something like that is, uh, it's not something I take lightly and I'm so appreciative of, uh, couples who want me to photograph them yeah no I, I love your style of photography that's exactly what I've written down like oh, documentary candid and that's the type of photography that I really appreciate you know and that was certainly something that I wanted yeah. to achieve on my wedding day going into your wedding you don't realize how quick the day goes um, exactly. and you know you wouldn't want to be spending loads of your time posing and shuffling about being pushed from pillar to post yeah. There's, there's an aspect of it where you obviously have to do some posed photos. Some photographers don't do any of that. Mm. Um, they will just say, no, that's not my style. Uh, don't do any group photos. Don't do any posed photos. But group photos are not so much about the couple, but it's about mums and dads, grands and grandas. And 
again, that bit can take a while, but not the way I manage it. I, I send them a list. We have who's in that photo, where are they, go and get them, boom, that's it done. And we, it's usually no more than 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, if the if the couple listen to me, future couples take notes. I know better, listen to me. <laughs> you know, you've done it. You can advise people that, that you're exactly. an expert in your field. That's what people... That's why people are, are hiring you because you, they obviously, yeah. first and foremost, they've came across your photography and they like your style, but then there is a certain element of organisation that needs to go into it so that you do achieve everything that they want you to yeah. achieve. So it's just about people listening. Like I, I get it from, you know, the perspective of um, working, uh, you know, as a dancer and performing at people's weddings and, you know, they're saying, oh, uh-huh. could you do an hour set? And I'm like, your guests don't want to watch us for an hour. If this is a week in a special treat that you know an unexpected thing that's going to happen at night time, you know, twenty minutes is perfect. It's optimum time for us to do our thing. For them yeah. to be like, oh, cool, that's amazing. Get them to join in. We'll do a wee mingle at the end and bye. Because essentially, your wedding is not our show. Oh, <laughs> you know, we're exactly. there to just like add something a bit different. You know, and and it's just about people listening yeah. to you. You've got the experience of working at weddings. You know what works generally. Yeah. And um, yeah. And yeah. I guess that's why people are hiring you. So you're like, just listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. Well, I, th- I mean, the Q&A thing that I send them before it is um, is usually, it's as much for me as it is for them, but it gets them thinking about their group shots, who they want in this photo, how long it will take, and we chat all through that as well. But it's got like a timeline of the day as well. So as much as it is documentary style and I just photograph what happens, I like to know when it's going to happen and that kind of stuff and the, it's got a list of who is who so that I know who it is. I mean, I'll tend to focus on mums and dads, grands and grandas, their kind of reactions, best friends' reactions, that kind of stuff as well. It's not just about the couple, mm. which is um, um, a big thing for yeah. me anyway. It's just the way I do it. So, yeah. And uh, last night when you messaged me, um, you admitted to being a, a romantic and a bit of a soppy git, as you called it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, yeah, um, probably to my wife's, uh, to Alison's, she's like, oh man, give it a rest, will you? <laughs> I love it. And I think we, we are very romantic about photography generally. Like, I think there is a whole romance around photographs, certainly like, um, you know, I love looking at old photographs. Like when you mentioned your mum and dad's wedding album, like that's one of the yeah. best things about capturing these yeah. moments in time you know, I love looking at my mum and dad's photo album and in fact thinking back to time when they got married what was that in the 70s it was very much like post photographs like you were saying but one of the best photographs in their album is that and there's a picture of all my dad's sisters lined up with my mum in the garden and uh, my auntie Kathleen's got a pair of pink fluffy slippers on that match the blouse she's <laughs> wearing and I'm like that is the best thing ever and I guess that was the moment where the photographer probably didn't like think to go go and put your shoes on uh-huh. <laughs> Ben it's that's like a total moment in time and ah. something that happened and it's it's individual to to that that wedding or to your you know what was happening at that moment and stuff and People, people will say to me, oh, have you shot at this venue before? Can you see, show me some photos from this venue before? And I'm like, yeah, I've done it, but that's not your wedding. You know, that's someone that's someone else's wedding. And, yeah. But I, so the whole, like, fo- f- photography in general, is that just something that, obviously, taking photographs, that was of interest to you, but actually, like, looking at photographs and appreciating other people's photographs, is that just... Is that something you were interested in? Is that something you've studied? I wouldn't say I wouldn't say study. I love looking at photos. Mm. I've got 
I mean, sitting on my desk at the moment, I've got tons of photo books there as well. Um, I've always been interested in that aspect of it. I'm a big music fan, so I love album covers. I love looking at photography from that respect as well. Is that where you started, like your photography, like going to gigs and stuff? Aye, so um, my friend Adrian, um, he at the time managed uh, the Libertines and... I photographed, not photographed them personally, but I'd photographed a couple of the gigs and it kind of got me into other gigs as well. Um, and then, I don't know if you've ever heard of Brown Bear, um, my friend Matt, Matt Hickman. Yes, I follow him on Instagram. Well, uh, if you see Matt's uh, album covers and artwork and photos and all that, with the exception of his latest single, I've done all of them. Amazing. So, right. I, yeah, That's... so I've I done, I done his album and I've actually got like a proper, for a big music fan, this was a massive thing when it came through the post and it was like a vinyl proper album and it was on it and all my photographs were all over it and it's such a cool thing for me Um, so yeah so Matt's Matt's amazing Um, but from there as well it's led into other things I photographed bands like uh, the Charlatans, Public Enemy, um, Kiefer Sutherland from 24 was playing in Glasgow and was photographing him Um, and Johnny Marr from the Smiths and Johnny Johnny saw a photo of mine online that I'd uh, done at a gig and he got in touch because he does all his own socials. He got in touch and asked if he could use one of the photos for um, promotion. And I was like, aye, okay. And it was the obvious chat back and forward. Was there any money involved in it? And cut a long story short, it was used at the Teenage Cancer Trust gig at the Royal Albert Hall. And it was him and Paul Weller. Wow. And when I get the thing through and it was like, Paul Weller with special guest Johnny Marr. And I'm looking at it and I'm going... That's my photo, man. That's my photo they're using at the Royal Albert Hall. And I was like, so uh, cool thing. And then as a result of that, I was invited to meet him. And I met him backstage at um, the Barrowlands, um, not last year, the year before. And he knew who who I was. And he was, Alison and I were there at the gig. And he was like, oh, Murray, how you doing? And he was chatting about the photo. And he's like, you know, I was showing it to Paul that night. And I was like, aye, that's Paul Weller he's talking about. And we were talking about it. And Roger came up. And I was like, Roger? And he's like, you know, Roger Daltrey. And I was like, I'll stop you there, Johnny. You, Roger Daltrey and Paul Weller are standing talking about my photo. And he was like, yeah, man, yeah. And I'm like, uh, Alison's, Alison's like, Johnny, please shut up. His head's, his head's big enough already. <laughs> The nicest guy as well, you know, and it was it was a cool night. And then I went and photographed the gig, and he knew where I was, and he was kind of uh, showing up a bit with his guitar, coming closer to me with the camera and stuff like that as well. So that's yeah. so cool. That's lovely. You can marry like two loves together. Do you know what I mean? Music and photography. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, uh, Primal Screams, another one. I've kind of been. Uh, been in touch with them a bit and photographed them and there's no money in that really I mean music photography is basically just a love thing uh, weddings are obviously where you would get paid for stuff but yeah yeah well I yeah. guess like you said like you know it did you know it did start as a hobby and obviously you know it, it has turned into something else for you but you've got to kind of fuel the fire with just stuff that you enjoy doing and that's not to say you know you you don't enjoy doing weddings but I guess there's a certain element of kind of pressure doing a wedding because you're you're like I need to get this right you know it's this yeah. is only going to happen once. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. exactly, exactly, and I just kind of always make sure that I'm as well prepared as possible. Um, for weddings like the night before it, I'm like, right, is that Charles? Is that Charles? Is that memory card done? Is this clean? Is that clean? You know, just making sure everything's covered off, making sure I'm going through the timelines, checking the car, checking the traffic, checking. Oh, check, 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 all that kind of stuff. There's so many factors, apart from like taking just 
taking lovely photographs and producing, you know, meeting people's expectations or even exceeding them. There's so much that goes into like being part of a big day. And have you done other kind of photography? So obviously exactly. the gig photography and that might just be for, for you, for the pleasure of doing it. I see that you document your own life. I so people are like my people are like man another photo of his kids, but then I, I kinda what I'd spoke about earlier on about, you know, individual at that time. This is their wee lives and I want them to have, you know, lots of photos to look back on and I'm not going to be here forever. Um but none of us are going to be here forever, but photos always will be and their kids as kids will see the photos hopefully and go, oh, who's that guy? Well that was dad or that was granny granda or whatever and, that kind of thing is as sad as that may seem, but um, that's, these are they're, they're to, total memories, total memories. Of course, things. yeah, like all the photography you put on your girls. I mean, obviously they're super cute, so it does help. <laughs> oh, they are, they are, they lovely. They get it from my mum. Get it from my mum. That's a wee tick, a wee tick box there. We'll, we'll keep that one in, right? <laughs> good, good. Since you were mentioning gas, you know, in case you buy, in case oh, you no, buy, no, no. <laughs> I'm just sitting. I'm sitting here in the, the office with the door shut and wondering if anything has been delivered that I haven't been able to get before Alison oh, intercepts it. Trouble ahead. Trouble. Uh, uh, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I, I saw that you've been um, obviously documenting this very unusual time that we're all in. Talk about. Yeah. And I see that you've also been involved in a project. Oh, I don't know if it's exclusively on Instagram, but the Untitled Days. Yeah, yeah. So that's a thing that kind of started way before this. We've been doing it. I think we're up at maybe. 880 odd posts or something like that so it's me and another six photographers from around the world and it was an idea that I had with my friend Mike who shoots weddings with me so he he does wedding photography I'll go and assist him he'll come and assist me and we work really well together but as well as doing that we both were taking photos all the time just daily daily life you know just because we love using our cameras and we just thought why don't we try and make a project out of it so a few chats later, we came up with this idea of doing it one photo per day on Instagram um, and see where we would go. So we reached out a few folk that we thought fitted the bill for it and they were all into it. And it's been going for, I think, maybe about 880 odd posts or something mm-hmm. like that at the moment. We've not missed a single day. Uh, Mike must take quite a lot of credit for that because he doesn't have any kids and he was posting every single on Instagram, every single image on Instagram for a long time, a long, long time. We've kind of split the split the workload now um, and we all take a shot at it. But yeah, so I, it's really good. That none of the photos can be anything to do with work. If you're doing any paid photography gigs, they don't get put into it. Um, it's all just about that photographer's life that week. So we do theme weeks Um We've got one coming up, which is calm. So we're all interpretation of calm, um, that kind of thing. So well, yeah, it's nice to have like little kind of creative projects to keep the juices flowing. Because I guess, like, well, obviously your style of photography is what it is, you know, and that's obviously what you lean into. And with weddings, and stuff, you know, you like you were saying, there's certain images that you want to be capturing, and you know, different things. So with those like pro- little projects, I guess you can kind of stretch your imagination, yeah. and you know. Let, let it let loose type thing. Exactly, so I'm surprised that it's went on as long as we are at. I mean, what is that? Day, day 170, I think it's at now or something like that. Let me just check for you. Day 870, yeah. So we're up at that. The guys are all really good as well. There's um, a guy, Matt, um, he's from Alabama in the USA. Uh, Rivke, Rivke is from New York. Emily from um, down near London. 
Scott, Mike and myself are all Scottish and uh, Tom down in England. So it's cool and I purposely don't look at the photos in our Dropbox. I, I wait on them coming into Instagram and it's really nice to see what the guys have been up to or what their families have been up to and I, I'm dead, dead proud of it. I used to worry that Instagram was more about likes and oh, let's get as many follows and as likes on mm. this but Instagram's a nightmare for that because they they throttle your reach, um, that sort of stuff. So it's sitting up. I mean, if anybody's listening to this and wants to go and have a look at it and a follow, that would be smashing. Yeah, I'll, I'll include the link in the show notes. Also that it links through to the guys who are all taking the photos as well and they're they're all like fantastic photographers. I'm so proud to be, you know, involved with them as that. It started out as a kind of Fuji only project. That's how we all met, like via Fuji cameras, like online. Mm-hmm. But kind of diversified out now and some of the guys are shooting film, like not digital photography, it's film based. Um and other camera breaks with brands as well. So yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I cool. love that. Yeah, it's nice to connect with other creatives and people that are like minded and just to, to kind of bounce ideas and obviously you've been in situations where, you know, something doesn't work or you've figured something out and it's just been able being able to share that with somebody who gets it. Exactly. So it's some really, really proud of it. We've talked about maybe doing a website um of it. Um there's talk of maybe trying to collate some of the engines into a book now you can you can obviously you can make your own books up. I don't know. I don't know if it'll go that far. I mean, I was like, hey, if we do a book, how are we going to choose from eight hundred and seventy photos? You know, it's a lot, lot, a lot of work there. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think it's just really nice that you know, like you were saying, you do have a family, you do have a, another job, you know, a career, but you make time for photography because it's a passion. The Untitled Days stuff because. That's just something that you love doing. It's important for your kids to see that you have something that you enjoy. Because I think as as grown ups, we can quite easily, you know, not find time to do our hobbies to do something that we love, like a total passion project. So, and that's why I was quite keen to talk to you because I don't want the podcast to just solely be about people who do their thing for a living. That they, you know, that's their sole kind of source of income. I know obviously you're able to have some sort of income through photography, but I think it's really nice to speak to people who have made space in their life for a passion. Yeah, uh, the, the girls, I mean, Ailey's, Ailey's going to be seven this year and Neve's going to be four, and both of them are now picking up. I've got a little camera and it's it's expensive, and the two of them, if I turn my back, one of them will have picked it up and they'll be, Daddy, can I take your photo? And I'm like... Yeah. I, and then put it down and don't touch it. Please don't drop it that kind of way as well. And they're both actually, they they both know how to kind of frame cool. you in the middle of the photo and it's all these kind of nice wee things as well. Mm-hmm. But I, um, they're, they're very used to, very used to being photographed as well to the point where I guess some, some kids might be like run away from cameras, but my kids are like, oh, here he is with his camera again. Just take it and get on with it. <laughs> I love it. So I can get back to whatever I'm doing and get back to causing havoc around this house. I think the kids are great, and as I said at the start of this, like through the whole Corona time, they've just been they've been really really good. Um, we get up our day consists of so this morning up I got and um, we do Joe Wicks workout in the morning. Um, my little my Ailey, my eldest, is right into it. She loves it, and she's like, "Daddy, look how long I can plank for now." And I'm like, "Aye, aye, all that kind of stuff." So they they're they're into that. So the days days kind of just go from, you know, Joe Wicks workouts to homeschooling, to you know playing. Um, I've been doing little camera lessons with them. Um, we listen to a lot of music together. 
uh, and the weather's been so good as well. So we're just kind of trying to keep as as active as possible with them. So uh, they've been great. My best wee pals, they're the best mm. best things that ever happened to me. Um, my biggest regret is that my mum and dad never got to meet them because they both oh. passed away before they were born. So and that's that's another thing with photos as well. Like, um, I just want you know kind of memories to be there for whoever wants to see them. So that's another reason I started doing the blog thing as well, to, to kind of document the time through this. But the grand and grand aren't getting to see them um, much at the moment. So I'm trying to do as many photos as possible, put them online so that, you know, the grand and grand, I can see them because it's, it's a bizarre thing. Bizarre yeah, if thing. you can document it in your own personal way to look back and, you know, and remember like how difficult it was to then what we can learn from yeah. it and you know what we take forward with us but also like all the lovely moments that we were able to make while while this was all going on like Ailey, Ailey's been doing like zoom calls with our, our, our little pals and um, she's got um, a walkie-talkie that she keeps in touch with our, uh, our wee pal Laurie who lives um, a couple of doors along they're all shouting over they're all shouting over the fences to each other and the Aww. chat's like dad see when this coronavirus is over when is this going to be over? And I'm like, man, look, you shouldn't even have to deal with this in, in their lives, you know? It's just, but that's just what's happened and they're adapting the way it is, you know? Yeah. And I know it must be difficult because I know certainly it is for me to to look ahead and think what the, what it's going to look like after all of this. But are there kind of projects photography-wise that you would like to do? Is there something you've not tapped into? I need to get back to actually doing weddings, Lisa, because I had so many in this year in the calendar and I had my shift so worked out with the fire brigade because if you're working on, on shift for us in the job, we're working a lot of weekends, so guys will want days off, I'll want days off, so we can all do like head for heads and shift swaps and stuff like that. I think this is my busiest year yet since starting all this. I think I had 21 weddings in this year. And this is the other thing as well. They're all postponing. Not one of them's cancelling, which is so, so nice. The couples are all, no, we want you to do it. We want you to do it. Um, in some cases, like, they're actually booking their dates around me. And I'm like, I mean, that's so, so nice that people want you to do wow. that. I'm sure that's happening to so many photographers, you know. I mean, if you're booking somebody and you have that connection with them and I always try and get that connection, then... It's, it's so, so nice, but also, like, I'm also sitting here and getting greared by the minute looking at 2021 and going, how in God's name am I going to do all of that? <laughs> Alison's like, are we getting a holiday next year? I'm like, eh, um. <laughs> Well, it's nice to be able to look ahead and, you know, there's obviously positives there where you're saying people are staying with you, saying yeah. we want you, and that's something you can look next year do you know what i mean all these people making lovely memories and you'll be part of that which is yeah, so cool. nice so nice i just need to get back to doing that um which i think the first at the time of speaking i think is it july is maybe the first one this year it hasn't cancelled or postponed yet not cancelled postponed sorry but if i'm being honest i don't know if that'll go ahead um yeah they might allow weddings to go ahead um but it'll be a wedding is it likely to be your wedding that you you always had in your head and you always planned, you know, or is everyone going to be able to come? Are people going to be able to behave the way they would normally behave at a wedding? I don't know. I don't know. And that's the kind of thing I've been saying to people is like, try and think past your wedding going ahead. Try and think what your wedding will look like when it does go ahead. And they're like, oh, I never thought of it like that. And mm-hmm. again, that's just me, more for me when I'm looking in on the, looking on the outside into weddings, like watching everybody dancing, kissing and hugging and is it really going to be the, the wedding that they've always dreamed about, you know? I don't know. It's such a shame. I really, really feel so so sorry for people and so bad for people. I'm lucky as well in the fact that it's not my main income. 
Uh, I've got the fire brigade as well, and so many guys and so many friends that are completely self-employed by this and uh, how they're coping through this. Uh, uh, I just feel so bad for them. Hopefully we just need, just need to look forward on it. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a very difficult job that you do as a firefighter. Um, do you find that like your photography is like a bit of escapism? You know, I'm sure you have times in the fire brigade, but essentially it's a very, very difficult job that you do. Aye, so I probably, guys, if any of the guys in the station are listening to this, it'll be just more slagging, to be honest, because <laughs> it's it's not for the faint-hearted working in the fire brigade, as I'm sure you might imagine. It's a very, uh, how can I put it, close to the bone at times. When I first started doing all this, they were like, who the... Do you think you are? Look at the state of you without camera and blah, blah. Oh, you and your weddings and blah, blah. And I'm like, right, but we kind of passed all that now. But yeah, so I, I it kind of is like the, the gig stuff, going out with the camera, if I'm going out a walk with the camera, it totally is a thing for me just to switch off and chill out with. And I always, I absolutely love it. But yeah, the, the boys in the station can sometimes be, how can I put it, very, don't know, give me a word. <laughs> I'm trying not to get slagged even more here. <laughs> you're on your own. I'm no one to get slagged along with you. <laughs> no, I know, I know. So after all, everybody's really good. It's um great bunch of people. Have you taken photographs for like the fire brigade? Aye, so I've I've done I've done I, it seems to be a thing now if someone's retiring, they'll uh, come and ask me to do like um some retiral photos for them. Um so I'll get them in the fire gear, I'll get the watch um all together get them all standing in front of the fire engine, maybe do like a kind of group portrait of the watch as it was at that time, and then take the guy, the guy, girl, you know, whoever, off to the side in the fire gear and take some portraits of them. So some of them have come out really, really well, and I'd love if I was able to do like a documentary project, but it's just not possible, you know. And the shit, shit hits the fan in that job. Murray, Murray, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, just take it this shot. <laughs> so I just thought, I don't think it would get into well. Um, yeah, but it's nice to be able to to marry the two together at some points. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I love my job. absolutely love love it. I've been doing it um, 11 years now. Wow. Based in Paisley for nine years and uh, down in Greenock um, for the last, the other time during that. So yeah, met a lot, met so, so many good people through it, you know, um, a lot of social trips as well and you're just a close, it's a close thing, you know, and you all need to be there for each other. As cheesy as that may sound, it's totally true. See, like, through the corona time as well, like, um, I'm on annual leave at the moment, but I was on for the first three or four weeks of it in shift as well. And, you know, we're all having to do different things in station. We're all having mm. to socially distance. And it's really hard, a job like that. Obviously, if you go out the door on the fire engine, you can't really yeah. do that. But, you know, we're all used to eating together and sitting on a table together and we all cook for each other and there's loads of loads of things like that now that you're kind of right you stand over there right you sit over there the tables and the canteen are all kind of spaced out now and if you're shouting abuse at someone you're not shouting abuse to them sitting next to you it's like across the <laughs> station oh yeah <laughs> Can I be? so there's loads of things changing like that but I mean been busy obviously with the good weather lately and it's been lots of grass fires and um oh, yeah well i on behalf of the people thank you very much for all oh. your hard work because i'm just sitting in my house waiting for this to end but there are people out there like yourself doing amazing amazing jobs and putting themselves at risk especially what you do so so thank you oh thanks very much um i don't think you would find anybody in the job that was um that would think of it like that. There's so many other people out there that are doing more than us and um, like the nhs guys like Shop workers, bus drivers, 
I mean, there's a guy who runs a shop at the back of me and he's literally running to the ground, but he's keeping our little community going. There's never anything out of stock. He's always, you know, right on top of the game. If the kids are in, he's always handing out stuff to them, you know, and it's just, there's so many things, so many positive things have come out of this. I hope, I hope that it's a community just to maintain all I, I, this. 100%. I, ho- I hope all the good stuff uh, I hope the good stuff stays, but we'll see. Now, I'm going to ask you a very difficult question, right? Okay. And then this will be like, it'll be like trying to pick your favourite child, which is impossible. <laughs> but are there certain photographs that you have taken over your time thus far that are you would say are your favourites okay oh it's interesting that's a really good question I think maybe just any of the kids if I actually I didn't photograph Ailey's birth but I photographed Neve's birth Did you? Um, and I had a little small camera and I asked the guys when I went up you know when we were getting in if I could take the camera in and they were like we've had photographers do this before and they've had like big lenses like peering over the sheets and all this kind of stuff I was like no no it's here and I showed them it and they were like, okay. And I said, look, I promise I won't get in the way. You know, I'll be there for Alison, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And people always laugh about this. They're always like, you did that. And I'm like, aye, but I didn't do like hundreds. I didn't like when Alison needed me, like, hold on till I get that shot. But I've got photos of uh, both girls were um, delivered by section, but mm-hmm. I've got a photo of Neve um, just as they kind of left. So I was on the other side of the... I don't know what you call it, the curtain between the business end and where Alice and I were. And they, they went, Dad, Dad, are you ready? And I was like, aye. And uh, they lifted Neve up and <gasps> I snapped, I snapped, snapped the photo over and that was it, done, you know. And That's amazing. I actually get goosebumps. Yeah. I've, I, I know people that do birth photography, you know. My friend Emily does it and she's amazing at it. She records sounds as well as takes the photos. Um, I didn't know people did that. Yeah, yeah, it's a massive thing, massive thing now. Um, but again, you need to, you really you you need to be a certain kind of person to do that. I would love to do it. I'm I'm dying for one of my friends to say, Maza, Maza, can you come along and <laughs> photograph my wife?" I'm like, "Aye, let's come along and do that." But people need to kind of look beyond what they might think it is. It's all very discreet. And of course, I reason like you did it for your actual child. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Uh, and then we kind of documented, like you know. Once, once she was kind of cleaned up and stuff, and the mess and all that was mm-hmm. out of the road, we we took some photos of her getting that done, and then just as the she was getting past to Alison, I've got like that second she was getting past to Alison, you know, and for something like that, it's just just for me. I told you I was a soppy get, didn't I? So yeah, <laughs> but that, it's all good. That's amazing. Yeah. Like you know, that's just once in a lifetime, obviously. Yeah, and there's there's tons of photos. There's another one where a grander. Um, if you look on our website, on my website, you'll see it. It was the first day Ailey was going to school. I know exactly what photograph you're talking about. Ah, uh, and her granddad was doing her tie. Yes, um, because I, I, I literally saw that earlier on and I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> so I, that kind of went down well with everybody and I showed it to my wife and she was she started to cry and I was like, yeah, you go, it's your, your, your oldest going to school. So oh. again, there's just all these wee moments like that that... Um, that happened so I would say probably those two mm. are are really important photos but for me like any photo of the girls if I get a good photo um there's just so many like see wedding photos and seeing people's faces or getting people's reactions when when I send them something through so aye but maybe sticking out for in my mind those two no I do I do love photography and actually I have been kindly sent a loan of a camera a film ah, camera oh very nice what is it 
it's an Olympus um, OM10. Yes, it oh, is. I've got one sitting in front of me just now. They're gorgeous, aren't they? Little gorgeous pianos. Yeah, yeah. I've been alone of it, and um, my sister kindly bought me some black and white films, so I'm to get on it and do do my own me lockdown projects. <laughs> I awesome. There's loads of there's loads of YouTube guides on that camera as well about how to set it best for exposure and how to manually do this and manually do that. So have a check with that. Of course, you can ping, ping me as well. Thank ping you. me as well. That's I don't have a, a Scooby, but I have this romantic idea that a Scooby <laughs> that I would be great at photography. So we'll we'll get a bash. We'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, I love that. See, see in that sentence there, you've said I don't have a Scooby, but we'll get a bash. <laughs> I've got friends that will be like, oh, God, man, he's in full Scottish mode because normally they're used to hearing me going, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, yes, that's a lovely camera. Not, I don't have a Scooby, we'll get a bash. <laughs> what, what a well, laugh. My full Ouija's coming out, I guess. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Love right, it. Murray, we are jumping on to what we call the thingamabobs. Now, you have listened to the podcast, so you will be aware of the thingamabobs, oh. but I haven't told you which ones I'm going to ask you. Oh, man, I was going to try and prep for this nah, a wee Danny. bit. And I to- totally, totally forgot. Well, there's 70 odds, so you would have had a bit of a time of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm nervous, I'm nervous, nervous man. Um, right, a difficult one to start with. Uh, a 99 or a nugget wafer? Oh, I just actually had a 99 the other day, so I would say a 99. Cool, I'm jealous. Um, I, we got um, my friends um, along the lane, when a little boy was three on Sunday, and we, we live on a wee lane that no one comes along other than if you live on it. So they organised for a ice cream van to reverse along the lane of a guy a guy that we know and that was playing like happy birthday and then we were all to we were all to socially distance and go out and get our cones and stuff. So I had a ninety nine with raspberry sauce and sprinkles. It's really nice of them to do it. And then afterwards I is there's always cameras about I managed to get some nice uh, socially distanced um portraits of them for Again, it's the wee boy's birthday. He's only three once. So let's take some photos of it in lockdown and see. God, do you remember that? Remember when you took those? So, What is your go-to movie if you need cheering up? Oh, that's easy as well. Um, I'm a huge um, Superman fan from the the old one, you know, the Christopher Reeve movies. So he's my uh, absolute all-time hero. It's the first kind of vivid memory I have of going to the cinema uh, I would have been five and my mum and dad took me to the Odeon, which I think would have been on Renfield Street, the old one. Um, might not have been. I mean, I'm maybe being a bit romantic there, but it was certainly in Glasgow. And I remember my mum and dad taking me to see that and it's never left me. I, I've got a poster of the original movie um, in the office just now. I've got various Christopher Reeve things. I'm such a geek, man. <laughs> so sad. People will be people will be face palming at the moment, going, "Oh God!" Um, and when Alice and I were married, we they went now pronounce you Mister and Mrs McMillan or whatever it is you do. And that tune, the tune came on, and we walked out to the tune. Yeah, Superman, Superman the movie, um, absolute classic. Um, so yeah, love it. What's the first thing you notice about someone when you meet them? Oh man, are, are we talking before they've spoken or um, am I allowed to ask and digress a bit on it? He says trying to make it easier for himself. Yeah, you can make it easier for yourself if you want to. <laughs> um, okay, I think it's just a massive one would probably be just a personality. Like you can usually tell how you're going to go on with someone 
like really quickly well I, I usually can I would say that I was quite easy to get on with people may disagree um, well but, I'm having a lovely time so there you go oh you're so nice <laughs> um, yeah so I, w- I would say that that part maybe just their personality and just how they come across and that kind of first few minutes of chatting has determined whether we're going to be how what kind of person or what kind of relationship with friends we're going to be I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like you're saying that when you know you're meeting clients before a wedding or whatever, that is why you do that because you want to form some sort of relationship, not necessarily going to be best pals with them forever, but that just you can put them at ease and get to know them and get to understand maybe, you know, if they are going to be nervous or slightly anxious about getting their photograph taken. Not that you would be all up in their face anyway, but just like, yeah. I guess getting to know someone a wee bit better helps you to do your job. Yeah, I mean, I've done like the last wedding I done was back in December there, and it was at Corinthian, um, and the couple were so lovely. They're such a beautiful couple, but they were from Australia, uh, and we couldn't do the meet up thing. So I was like sent them a Q and A, and then we done the FaceTime call, and immediately. And they've said this as well, like within like the first 30, 40 seconds of the call, we were all hee-hawing and laughing. And I just knew that on the wedding day, it was just going to be the same way, you know, and it kind of went from there. Um, Carol Smiley was the the celebrant. Um, she was the same as well. Carol Knight, humanist celebrant. Uh, and she's fantastic. Yeah. Such a, such a lovely person yeah, as well. And for I me... Yeah, at a gig, actually. We met her years ago at a gig, totally unrelated to obviously weddings and stuff, but... Um, totally didn't know that's what she was doing. Aye, I, I, it was. I, I didn't know it either until uh, Cammy, Cammy and Lindsay that were getting married had said to me that um, you'll know our celebrant, and I was like, "Who is it?" And I was like, "No way!" But she was so lovely as well. And again, within a couple of seconds of meeting her as well, I knew what kind of person she was. She was so organised. She was, um, you know, this is how I'll do this. This is how I'll do that. And that that part of the ser- the the day's hard gig, and you've got to go with it. So again, for me, I try and put that impression across, saying, "Look." don't have to worry anything about me um i'll just photograph what happens i'm not going to get in your way and yeah i just kind of try and put that thing across anytime i do these um photographs meetups anything like that at all so yeah love it um best gig you've ever been to oh best gig easy um i'm a big u2 fan cool as pe- people listening to this will go oh, god here he goes um but the best best gig i've ever been to is 1993 at uh, um, Celtic Park in Glasgow and uh, U2 when they were doing their uh, Zoo TV tour. Right. It's a long time when uh, the album Achtung Baby had just came out and their sound had changed completely and they'd went from being the whole kind of Joshua Tree miserable looking rockers <laughs> to all the shades and leather and it was more of a kind of not piss take of rock star stuff but there was a lot of kind of that in it but musically um artistically they were just at a, another level then so that around that time so so much so i've actually got a tattoo of um one of their logos oh, wow. which is another sad thing my, my wife's like you're getting what and I, she's like please, please don't worry please don't i was like why she's like you'll hate it because i've got a bit of i'm a bit ocd about making sure things are absolutely the way they should be as well right. uh, and she's like you're going to hate that you'll hate it, the guy will make a mistake. And I was like, the guy won't make a mistake, he's my friend. My friend's a tattoo artist and he's amazing at it. Mm. So I kind of knew, I knew how that would go. So, but I, that's what a gig, what a gig it was. Um, I've been to tons of gigs, but that's by far the favourite. And no, yesterday as well, see, when I think back to it, 1993, oh my God. So I was 20 years old, 20 years old. It's so long ago, so long Remember ago. Remember going to gigs? <laughs> 
I know, man. Member of, member of the gigs, member of the weddings. I'm so missing going out a walk and going down to one of the pubs in Europe just for a wee walk and again have a drink back up the road again. So missing all these things. But that's me digressing from my favourite gig to drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, muzzah, muzzah. What's the one photo you wish you had taken? So that's maybe that you did have your camera and you just didn't, you just didn't snap or that you didn't have your camera and you were witness to something that you wish you had been able to document? Um, I would love to have had photos of Ailey as she was born and not just Neve, so that I could have done something with the two of them. Like maybe I had like a kind of similar photo of both of them mm. just for us to have. Um, so yeah, that. Um, maybe something like world history photos. Like I think since joining the fire service, I've like if there's anything 9-11 related on the news or movies or documentaries wise, something like that, something of that, maybe that magnitude to have been there and, and witnessed it. I mean, there's there's photographers that were there and if you find their work online and look at it, it's just incomprehensible to, to think what that must have been like, yeah. you know, during that point. So maybe something like that um, or maybe photographing somebody famous. I would love to meet like come back to you too. I would love to meet you too and and photograph them and see from there. But well, their thoughts become things. There's still time for that to happen. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, most people would say don't meet your heroes and all that, but how bad can it be? My nineteenth birthday was nine eleven. Oh, there you go. Wow. We obviously have like things around the station as well. Like our fire station's got like a, a cairn outside it to remember the firefighters that were lost and all the emergency services that were lost that day. Uh, we've got a flag uh, in the, our muster bay where we do roll call. It's got a flag of heroes and it's got each star is, a, you know, one of the the, the people that lost their lives that day um, from the emergency services. So there's always that kind of constant from that, yeah. I maybe, maybe something like that, but then you're maybe thankful you weren't there to photograph something like that, but... Well, the thing is, like, obviously, you know, you documenting your life at these times, the, the photographs that you'll have from our time with COVID-19, obviously you're thankful you're not having to photograph the real harrowing things that are going on, you know, for some people that you're able to just yeah. document what it meant for you and your family and the time that you've had together and um, navigating all of that and juggling all of the things that you're having to right now. So at least you're documenting a difficult time, but the nice times that you're able to find through yeah, that. Yeah, I certainly... Um... I just, the kind of photos, as I was saying earlier on, about documenting from this time around, basically just to have to look back on and we'll see. Initially, I started doing a blog thing every day, but just putting too much pressure on myself to like, oh God, I've not done that today. I've not done that today. I need to do it. I need to do it. I need to do it. And time's just getting on. I've got box sets to watch as well as to try and pull it. <laughs> I know. We have watched so many series. It's unbelievable. Netflix is like, are you still here? We've been watching, uh, <laughs> watching, um, uh, we just finished the Ricky Gervais thing, Afterlife, if you watched that. Yes, watched that. Brilliant. So, really enjoyed that. I kind of really identified with a lot of it for his relationship with his dad in the care home because when, when my mum died, my dad's dementia really took cold and he used to go in and I didn't really understand it at the time. So he would be shouting on my mum and I'd be saying, she's not here, she's not coming, you know, or, and, and arguing back with him, which was obviously getting him more upset, which was getting me more upset, and looking back on it now, I kind of just went, you know, oh, she's just away, she'll be back in a wee minute, and 
do a wee bit of dementia friendly work through my dance troupe you know we go into care homes and perform it's great and we have lots of lovely you know conversations and moments of total joy people singing along and we've had family members say like this has been so lovely you know yeah. they've been able to enjoy themselves and, and enjoy themselves with their mum or their dad but you know it, it's one thing us enjoying it and you know and I've had conversations with older people that are looking for their mum and oh my mum was here yesterday and you're like oh, oh is that right you know, so... I can imagine how hard it is for the family members you know when it the, the frustration of it all. Uh, it's a, it's a, a, that was a bizarre time in my life. I was just going through being a, the end of my training in the fire brigade. So after your three years, you, you become what they call competent. Um, and I was just getting married then as well. Um, and I got married and my dad was, um, he was ill at the wedding and he was like, get me out of here. I've done enough of this crap or something like that, you know, and all that kind of thing. And you just, you just need to kind of roll it and, it's not him at that point. My dad was a policeman for um, 30 years and I always, remember, I always remember him coming in from from work when I was a wee guy and he would have like the uniform on and he always just seemed so big and so larger in life and he was such a well-known face around Greenock and even like the crooks would all, oh, there's Tam coming and they would like, hello Tam and they'd be like, you stay out of trouble this week, son. Back in a way. And I actually used it in my fire brigade interview. They were like, why do you want to join the fire service? And you give all the kind of, you know, answers that you've prepped for your interview but one of them was that I wanted my kids to maybe look at me the way you know I looked at my dad and all that kind of stuff but perfect it's just that's just the way it is you know but I bizarre how did I get on to all of that what was that last question you asked me um this is the joy (laughs) of the thing that's the joy joy of me being an absolute blather and you being a blather as well I'm your pal I was just about to say that (laughs) right here's the last question (laughs) you know you know what one it is it's coming we've said many words throughout this but what is your favorite Scottish word or phrase there's two there's either bobag which bobag's just universal uh, and there's get it right up you is another one which I really like (laughs) both of them have been used uh, together, I would say. <laughs> but many, many choice words have been said in this podcast, and um, all in good humour. <laughs> I know I've listened. I've listened to some of them, so I've, uh, as many as I can. I say I think I've got such a backlog of podcasts and stuff to listen to as well. But I, I listened to some of them. I listened to the one with Ross Ross Muir. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Um, um, such great, great, great guy, isn't yeah. he, man? Like, it's so talented. All these people and such an amazing story that. Um, I think your podcast, I'm not blowing smoke up your, your bum here, but it's so um, natural and I just love how, just how it kind of goes. It was the first thing I always thought about when I listened to it. I was like, it's just so natural. It's just like, it's just like sitting around the pub talking to somebody. It's brilliant. Yeah, I, that's all I want is that the podcast just seems very natural and authentic and that I get a chance to speak to interesting people like yourself. So yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm you know, kind of eighty odd episodes in. I haven't obviously released them all yet, awesome. and still able to keep it going on lockdown thanks to the joys of the internet. I know that's brilliant. Um, somebody should interview you. I've heard this said a few times, but someone should interview you. Um, I'm trying to think. I I was actually talking to a guy who does a podcast uh, within the photography community that um, we've got a really really big community from it, uh, and he used to be a Radio One DJ. His name is uh, Neil James, and he, do, he does a podcast called the Fuji Cast, right? And you you might think, oh, it's just a podcast about Fuji cameras. It's not. It's a really, really amazing community podcast. Um, the Facebook page from it is so good. The amount of people I've met through that. So I was talking to him about you 
um, last week, um, and I was saying you should go and listen to Lisa's podcast. It is so nat, so natural. Thank so you. yeah, that's nice. It's nice if somebody can recommend it, and they get you know somebody gets something from it, even if it's a wee bit of escapism for an hour, or you know, there's you know a bit of advice that somebody says in the podcast that they can take away, or whatever. You know, like if if I think somebody's Absolutely. got something out of it, then that's a total bonus because you know I'm enjoying doing it, so I'm getting all the joy. I know you're a bra brave clan member. Hey, is that a bra? Is that is that a bra bag? Is that what that yep. is? Oh, I need to get a t-shirt with bra bag. On it. <laughs> and get badges made so as soon as I get them oh. made, it's way to you. I'm going to put it on my fire service shirt. See when we go to do home fire home fire safety visits and like we misses my comfas like. Oh, buddy, what's a bra bag? And I'm like, well, let me tell you. You're going to be owning that badge and wearing it with pride. Oh, that's nice. That's cool. That's cool. Well, thank you so much for doing this, Murray. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you. Thank you for having us on. You've saved me a, saved me an hour, and, an hour or so of um, getting the door. Dad, 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 dad. It's probably <laughs> going to start any second now, to be honest. Or it'll be Alison going, right, you've had your fun, son. Take over. <laughs> Quite right. Quite rightly so. And um, yeah, no, thank you so much. I put everything on the podcast blurb so that people can access all your wonderful images that you've put online. And uh, I wish you all the best. And hopefully we'll get to, to meet in real life. 100%. I'll see you down the road at some point. 100%. Thank you so much, sir. No problems. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Bra and the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.